The NetBank Business Accelerator guides entrepreneurs to build future-proof businesses beyond external threats, beyond internal challenges. Here's one of our success stories. Thank you for joining me, Pavlo Fatidis, on this series of Business Accelerator podcasts. We are going to be focusing on people issues, but not any people issues, the people issues in relation to partnerships. They say a great partnership is unassailable. They also say a partnership that doesn't work creates a sinking ship. In this series, we're going to be speaking to people who've experienced both the joys and the lows of partnership, who've managed through them, and who've managed to create them and stabilize them into positions where the business itself, being the biggest beneficiary, grows and flies through the ceiling. With me, I've got Paul Hanley who's going to be talking about his history in partnerships, which is a long history, not to say that Paul is old, but Paul is experienced. Paul, welcome to the show. Give us a quick, in a nutshell, summary of what you do, where you began, and where you are now in the business. Thanks, Pablo. Our business is called New Leaf Technologies, and it's primarily involved in the educational technology space. So we help companies transition from classroom-based training through to online or a blend of both of those. And generally, what we try and do is make uh, training more efficient and more cost-effective. But that's not where you started, Paul, correct? No, definitely not. The original business started back in 99, and it's gone through many changes. We started off as a recruitment business, and we've now sort of evolved to the extent that recruitment only plays a very small role in what we do. When you started that business, did you start the business? Was the business up and running? Did you become a partner into the business? How did that relationship with your colleagues develop? To be honest with you, I fell into the business. It was a bit of a need for some change. It was a business that was struggling. And it was rather complicated back then. There were different shareholders, different partners within the business. Some were engaging and some were passive. Not everyone was a key player, nor did everybody have a key role. And, you know, it's now a business that relies on a strong partnership. We've got three key players, and those three players are critical, um, and they hold very different roles, and we complement each other. So, Paul, when you came into the business, firstly, it was a business under distress. Secondly, you came in in order to support the turnaround. And thirdly, you came in to an environment where the partner structure was very loose, very different, and I imagine very, very well established from a friendship traditional point of view. You were the new kid on the block. You were the newcomer into it. In order to turn a business around, you've got to make some hard choices and hard calls. What did that do to your relationship with your partners? Well, you know, it wasn't something that happened quickly. What we really did was try and change the long-term vision of the business and then gradually pick people that could support each other, complement each other. And then almost naturally, those that weren't key participants actually didn't want to participate anymore anyway. You know, as we have it at the moment with with the three partners, I manage the overall business and I, I make sure clients' expectations are met. I brought my eldest son into the business as a partner and he oversees everything that relates to the technology side of it. And then I've still got one of the original partners and he's not involved full time, but he engages daily. So he's very hands on and he opens all sorts of doors for us and networks and and he brings a good balance to the business. I would imagine, Paul, that when you brought your son into the business, that must have caused some consternation with your fellow partners. (laughs) You know, it did, but... The thing is, when choosing people, there's a couple of things that I think that you need to have right. And I've had lots of partnerships over the years, and some have worked really well, and some have been spectacular failures, to be honest with you. 
The most important lesson that I've learned through all of that experience is to be very careful about who you go into partnership with. And there's some key principles to me, which I think are absolutely critical when choosing people. And those principles are, first of all, that we have to have some common ethics or business principles or morals. We've got to make sure that everybody's thinking is on the same page. We need to share a common vision and also have a clear understanding of what drives everybody. So I can remember one partnership I had some years back where one of the partners just didn't live up to our business ethics and he was making absurd markups at the expense of our suppliers. So he just simply wasn't playing fair. And that lack of ethical behavior went against the very reason we were in business in the first place. So we came to the point that one of us had to go and he decided it would be him. In those relationships, did you have buy-sell agreements in all your partnerships? In other words, should you reach an impasse in a relationship? There was an opportunity for one to sell, one to buy, or vice versa. Yeah, I think it's very important to have those sorts of things in place up front. You know, it's no good going into these sorts of arrangements in a loose sort of way. And I've, I've made that mistake myself before in the past as well. I haven't done my research before getting into a partnership and sort of gone in on blind faith. But it's very important to really make sure that you do all the checks, get the paperwork in order, make sure you understand the business, talk to existing clients if it's already up and running, talk to existing suppliers, do all the research you can. Because at the end of the day, all of that upfront work is going to save a huge amount of stress, not only during the partnership, but, you know, if it doesn't survive, then at least you know where you stand. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Paul Hanley from New Leaf Technologies. There's some real insights over there. And if you listen carefully to Paul's voice and his ideas and what he has shared with us, it really is not that complicated. It is about common sense. And in the fiercest moment of excitement and passion around a business being built, the enthusiasm, the speed with which you want to deploy a new business, the excitement that gets generated often lets us forego our common sense. We forget for a minute to turn around and say, who actually am I getting into bed with? And what do other people think and say about them outside of my own biases? When there's excitement, you will always look for the positive. When there's excitement is when you need to find voices of reasons. Paul's advice to ask customers, to ask suppliers, and I would include ask staff, is a very good way to get a sense of who you're getting into bed with in a partnership should you be the one entering into that business. I'm Pavlo Fatidis, and this is another episode of People Issues in Partnerships, proudly brought to you by NetBank through the NetBank Business Accelerator with 702 and Cape Talk.